Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. You know, host is a host is a big word. I don't feel like a host. It's a, a four-letter word, Mike. We do, we do like nothing here. Brian does everything. He brings the whole sound all, together. All we do is come and chit-chat. That's it. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. But I love having coffee with you. I always love jumping in the uh, sober coffee shop. And I love exploring sobriety and walking the sober path. And, you know, our, our goal and objective mm-hmm. when we started out, when we first went out to dinner and talked about this, it was to help one person. And I think we're up to four or five. Including you and me. <laughs> well, what about my mom? What about my mom? She's a big listener. Your mom is focused, man. She hits that play button all day long, doesn't she? Uh, she's, so right. pr- she's so proud to push that play button. It's awesome. Hey, guess what we got today? You know what it. Yeah. You know it. Oh, Go ahead. Are you ready? Are you ready? When when you tee it up like that, I know it. Table for three. I know we got that special table in the corner for three. I should learn how to say that in Spanish. Well, we do have Spanish listeners. Okay. Well, then we need to brush we, up on that. We have listeners Espanol. from the UK. We have Spanish. We have India, Australia, New Zealand. We have all over. All right. Crazy, crazy well, stuff. We, today we got a table for three. Surviving all over. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. You want to take a guess at who it is? I'll no. give you two guesses. No, I'll if be you wrong. say women for sobriety, you're going to be right. That was my that was a that hint. Was my second guess. All right, that was my second guess. I would have been almost right. Yeah. So what, women for sobriety. That's awesome. Yeah. So remember, we talked at the uh, turn of the year, and we said, you know, AA is great and it's worked great for us, but there are other programs out there, and uh, and and we thought it'd be the smart thing to do to introduce those other programs uh, the best we can to our our coffee mates and uh let them know that there's there's alternatives yeah so that that kind of stems from just being active on social media right we have mm-hmm. several social media we have instagram twitter we've got stay at stay sober today and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of conversation about what works and what doesn't work right mm-hmm. and and hey i've tried things that have worked i've tried things that haven't worked and, and people get really passionate about it mm-hmm. and you and i sat down and and a little behind the counter, we sat down and, and hey, we have a 12-step program that's worked for us, mm-hmm. right? And you can't dispute those facts. Right. And, and, you know, when people say, well, that doesn't work, well, I know that's not true because factually it's worked for you and I, mm-hmm. right? Miraculous, miracles, mm-hmm. right? But um, we, we committed that we are pro-sobriety. Right. Doesn't, we don't care how people get there, mm-hmm. right? We're not saying, you know, it's one way or the highway. Mm -hmm. That is not what we're about. We are, you know, very welcoming, inclusive. If anybody wants to get in that sober path, we want to help in one way or another. And I think they're going to get some help today. Adrian, how are you? I love that. Hi, Adrian. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for um, teaching your listeners about all the different pathways to recovery. It's so important, and it's something I'm really passionate about. It's really important, and I'm looking forward. I am not a member of Women for Sobriety. I know. They didn't accept your membership, did they? No, but they accepted yours, didn't they? Well, they did. (laughs) Michelle. So we we obviously don't qualify, Adrian, but welcome. We are really looking forward. Um, 
we we have polled our audience and, and we're in the 55 percent range for for women mm-hmm. um so you certainly have an audience here um you know and we're looking forward to hearing more about women for sobriety and thanks for joining us again thank you for having me yeah so tell us uh to give us give us a little background on women for sobriety how long has it been around how long you've been involved you're president and ceo and and uh, yeah, so tell us a little bit about its history and and uh, and what brought you to to be so involved. And if you don't mind, just dive in a little bit about your story too. Great, sure. Well, Women for Sobriety has been around longer than I have. Um, it was founded in 1975, actually, by um, a pioneer in gender-specific programming. Um, her name was um, Jean Kirkpatrick. She was a PhD in sociology. And as she was exploring her sober journey, she she started to think, hey, you know, women and men are pretty different in our mm-hmm. society, um, raised pretty differently. And, you know, maybe, maybe uh, recovery rates are a little bit lower for women, which they were at that time. Um, she said, maybe that's because, you know, they're not getting their gender specific needs addressed and so she created this organization to address women's specific needs in recovery um she was pretty amazing she's kind of my hero i'm i'm sorry i didn't get to meet her but um so that that came about in like 1975 and so she created this program that is based on 13 acceptance statements which are um, really designed to just help women um, increase their self-esteem, their self-worth, and their self-efficacy. So their belief that they can manage their lives effectively. Um, So I found Women for Sobriety in 2009, and um, I was, a little bit about me, I was in medical school at the time, and I was actually uh, doing an undergraduate program at the medical school, and, a month before graduation, my the head of my program came to me and said, we may or may not be awarding you your degree. And um, I had had a panic attack with a patient in the room and it was, it was not a good scene. And so at that moment, I saw myself as having two options. And one option was to go to a bridge and uh, jump off. And the other option was to go into the hospital and um, get into a safe space. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I chose the hospital, um, which I'm very happy about. We are too. (laughs) And at the hospital, they said, gosh, Adrian, you are really drinking a lot and smoking a lot of marijuana. And Mm. gosh, you've started doing some other drugs again recently. And maybe that's part of why you're having such a hard time in school. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, you know, that couldn't be right, surely. Um, But I I did get referred to treatment, and I did, you know, look up some of my recovery options, and I found women for sobriety. And um, reading through the statements really spoke to me, you know. Um, The one I think that spoke to me the most was um, happiness is a habit I am developing. And I thought, you know, if, if I can be happy in sobriety, 
because of course, like most of us, sobriety sounded like the worst thing in the world. Oh, right? You've taken right? all the joy right out of life. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't get sober. That would be terrible, and I already hate my life enough. But this program showed me, like, happiness, I could reach out and grab it. I could develop a habit of, of being happy, and I could take control of my life in that way. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked that. And you know how some people find their recovery program and they dive right in and, and it, it, it just, it all falls into place. That did not happen for me. Um, I spent another nine months in a knockdown drag out fight with my addiction, mm-hmm. getting some sober days, some not so sober days, um, in and out of IOP. Um, I ended up back in the hospital at one point um, because I didn't buy enough alcohol to get me to pass out. Um, so again, it was 3 a.m., not quite drunk enough to sleep and um, saw that same choice. Then I finally went to um, inpatient treatment and finally took my last drink in February of 2010. So. Um, I've been sober since then. I just celebrated 12 years. Of Congratulations. That's fantastic. Oh, that's outstanding, wow. Adrian. Thank wow. you. Thank you. And, um, you know, I no longer view the bridge as a choice. Luckily, that, that went <laughs> Thank away. Thank goodness. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, through the, the New Life program, you know, I really, of course, I had to look at a lot of things in my life, a lot of my childhood trauma that I had been through and, so there's an inventory taking process, much like with Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes. Um, we don't we don't uh, put it in an inventory framework, um, mm-hmm. but but we do definitely. I mean, we have to look at that, right? right. Um, we have exercises to help us look at um, like our thoughts, our negative thoughts. One of our statements is negative thoughts destroy only myself. So we start to really look at okay, what are the thoughts that I'm having? How are they productive? How are they not? Where where are those thoughts coming from? <laughs> Who gave me this story? Um, how do I retrain that? Right. So it's it's a different way. We don't sit down and write down everything, but as we kind of um, get more conscientious about our thinking, we start to unpack a lot of those things that we've been carrying with us for a long time. Do you work in groups? Uh, or is this more of an individualized program? So this program, um, Dr. Kirkpatrick recognized that we may never get as big as some other programs. And so she specifically designed it so it could be worked individually mm-hmm. or in groups. So we do have groups. Uh, most of them meet once a week. Um, we have a bunch of online meetings now. Um, well, we've had online meetings since 1997. Um, so we have online groups for if you don't have a local meeting in your area or we have local meetings. Um, where, wherever we have a volunteer to run a meeting, that's where we have a meeting. Oh, that's great. And are, are they geographically on the West Coast? Are they everywhere? They're pretty much everywhere. Um, we actually started in Pennsylvania and on the East Coast, so they're a little more concentrated on the East Coast. Um, we have quite a few in Canada, and we have one in an expat community in Mexico. Mm. Um, so, kind of all over North America. 
Yeah, so I, I'm just looking online right now from a meeting perspective. There are several in Chicago. Um, and, yeah, I, I grew up in Philly, so I just pulled up to Philly, and there's a ton in Philadelphia and New York. So what does a meeting look like? So our meetings, um, they open with reading the statements, of course, because that is, that is the core of our program. Mm -hmm. Um, so we read the statements and um, we might read the mission statement or we have um, our founding principles document um, that people might read um, that just kind of gives a little bit of an overview of what WFS is and why it was founded. Mm -hmm. um, and then we introduce ourselves, we'll go around and introduce ourselves and, and in WFS we really focus on what we want to have um, rather than on you know, our drinking life or, or any of that. So we introduce ourselves when I introduce The drunk Yeah, when I introduce myself in a meeting, I introduce myself as a competent woman. So my mm -hmm. name is Adrienne, I'm, I'm a competent woman. Um, some meetings will, you know, you can use any adjective, any positive adjective, uh, but my meeting when I got brought up in recovery was I'm a competent woman. So that's, that's what I use. Um, and then we report something positive that we did in the last week and, and relate it to one of the statements. Um, so everyone gets a chance to do that. And then usually a topic is introduced, um, you know, something from our mailing list. We have a Monday Thoughts email that goes out um, that gives people something to talk about or, or one of our statements and our program booklet or, you know, some topic um, will be read or brought up. And then we have a discussion format. So there's a lot of t back and forth and building on other people's ideas um, and sharing in that way. And then we end by, well, we used to end by holding hands in a circle. Uh, not a lot of groups not are anymore, doing that right. these days. Right. Um, but we'll circle up and, and we close with our motto, which is we are capable and competent, caring and compassionate, always willing to help another, bonded together in overcoming our addiction. Kind of yeah, it was, it was right before that you said those. I wrote those uh, attributes down. I got them from the website. Capable, competent, caring, and compassionate. You can't go wrong with that. No way, man. That's awesome. You really can't. And we often call ourselves 4C women um, because we are, we are those four things. And they all start with C. So I have to ask this. There's no men. No. Uh, no, no, there are some men for sobriety meetings. Um, there was a little um, offshoot in the 80s. Um, some men were interested. They were like, hey, these, these things are great. I want to do these. We're feeling too. left out. <laughs> right? So um, we do, there's a couple in Canada and there's a couple at treatment centers, uh, but it never really took off the way that um, women for sobriety did. Well, it's been working for you since February 2010, so that says a lot. Yes, and you know, I think it was it was working within me before that as well. Mm -hmm. um, I just wasn't sober yet. Right. But I, right. I think there was I like still a lot that. of growth in that in the, that period. It was working for me before I was sober. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like your little saying that you said you and alcohol and drugs went and did what for a year. You, like you said, went to battle or? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember what I said, but we had like a knockdown, drag out. Fight. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you, but look at look who won. Yes, yes, and you know, I those nine months 
of um, of being in and out of sobriety, I think we're we're really important, right? Because I am like 100% convinced at this point that alcohol and drugs don't hold anything for me, mm-hmm. and. And I think that as, as painful as that process was and as difficult as it probably was for um, the other women in the program to watch, I think it was absolutely necessary because I learned by doing. And I think the only way I could really truly learn that, that I was done with alcohol and drugs was, was to test those waters and, sure. and fail and end up you know, right back where I started from. Um, been there, done that. Yeah. So, so talk to the newcomer, uh, the nice lady that's listening to us. Talk to the newcomer and and uh, tell them what they should what they should do next. So the the first place to start, the best place to start is to go to womenforsobriety.org. Mm-hmm. and that's our main informational website. And you can um, you can print up the statements there. Um, to get started in our program is super easy. Print up the statements and read through them each day. And each day you're going to pick one to work on by itself. And it can be any of them that you want. It could be the one you hate the most. It could be the one you like the most. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. And you just work with it throughout the day. And you try to remember to think of it throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, you just reflect. Like, how did that affect my day? So maybe I'm working on statement two, negative thoughts destroy only myself. And throughout the day, I remind myself, oh, what is the negative thought I'm having right now? And can I make that a more positive thought? Right. right? And, and to just really consciously use these each day. And that's really the basis of our program. Um, you can also look up on womenforsobriety.org if there's meetings in your area. Um, or if um, there's not meetings in your area, or if you just prefer to go to meetings online, um, which a lot of women do, we have um, our wfsonline.org. And that is our members-only website. So you have to register um, Mm -hmm. so that we can kick the men out. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Um, (laughs) it's a gatekeeper. A lot of men showing up looking for a nice sober lady. I got to tell you, that is not an unusual situation on our side. I understand that. Hey, just, Mikey, stop it. Yeah, just so you know, my wife looked for a nice sober guy for 40 years, so <laughs> she finally got one. Well, good, good. And that's fine. You know, sober dating is great, but that's that's not what our community is for. There so. You you do have to register for it, but then um, you can look at the meeting schedule. We have two to five meetings every day. Some of them are text chat, so it's just typing, which is great oh. for women who have little ears in the in the room who don't mm-hmm. want to speak out loud. Um, and you can do that on a Zoom meeting as well. Most of our meetings now are Zoom meetings. Well, wow, that's great using the technology of text to uh, allow people to still communicate, even if, right? Yes, yeah. And in fact, our first our first online meeting was in 1997 using um, an AOL chat room. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. So I'm on the uh, acceptance statements right now. I love them. There's 13 of them. I can relate to all of them. A lot of it's about thought process and positivity, getting rid of negativity, negative thinking, thoughts. I call head trash. Um, you know, and we, we should put those up in the resource room, Mike. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're definitely going to put links in there to uh, what's the best website then? The womenforsobriety.org? That's the best one. Yes. Okay. Because um, you can find wfsonline.org from there as well. Um, yeah, that's our, that's our main public website. Any words of wisdom you'd like to leave us with? Um, keep at it, you know, uh, <laughs> and whatever works, right? Um, I think a lot of women do um, 12 step plus women for sobriety, or they do smart recovery and women for sobriety, or they do Dharma recovery and women for sobriety. Um, you know, keep at it and use whatever works to help support your sobriety because it's worth it and you're worth it, and um, it can even be a happy experience. I'll vouch for that. Very nice. Thank you, Adrian, for jumping in and joining us for outlining women for sobriety. I love those acceptance statements. Let's put those up in the resource room. Absolutely. Adrian, thank you. Thank you, Great. Adrian. Thanks for having me. All right. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.